You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spitting Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And as usual, I want to give a big shout-out to all our listeners live on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio, all of our viewers on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube live stream. We got a good show for you on a Monday. It is Dane Martinez and my man Chris Bavona, the bounty hunter on the ones and twos, deep in so hot that we sweat steam. If you want to get at me this hour, you can at 844-843-6879. We've been getting some calls in the last couple of weeks as the buzz is palpable for football season and for fantasy football season. If you want to holler at us on Twitter, you absolutely can at FNTSY Radio. You could always follow me on Twitter at Spittin' Speeds and ask me some questions. They have been covering as well in the last couple of weeks. And also on the YouTube stream, if you want to comment, if you want to use that little thumbs up action, you know I'd appreciate it. And as always, you can get that Fantasy Sports Radio Network app as well. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Of course, you know I've been talking about this fight for the last couple of months and it finally took place. And Floyd Mayweather with a TKO stoppage of Conor McGregor in round 10. We'll talk about all of that, but hopefully you listened to me and you emptied out the 401k and you put it on Floyd, because if you listened, you would have more money in your 401k. We also had week three of the preseason, the quote-unquote dress rehearsal, and it was not too good for the Patriots, for the Bears, for the Chiefs, for the Bills. Some big injuries. We're going to discuss who went down and what the ripple effects are for fantasy football and as you know we are crowning the greatest sports movie of all time the poll was up all weekend long it just closed recently it was 52 percent to 48 percent if you want to know who won you need to go check twitter right now but i'll be telling you later on as we put the fun in functional sports radio you know uh, a couple of other champions were crowned as well over the weekend we will tip our cap to them as well and as we've been doing last week we talked about the quarterbacks and the running backs today and this week we start with the wide receivers Okay, I'm going to tell you a couple of wide receivers that I think are going to outperform their values and truly be diamonds in the rough. We got a poll question up on Twitter as well at FNTSY Radio at Spittin' Speeds. Who do you think will most outperform their current ADP, their current rankings at the wide receiver position? Your options, DeAndre Hopkins, who's currently wide receiver 13 consensus ranks. Will it be Stefan? Can you dig it? Who's currently wide receiver? receiver 28 Zay Jones who's shooting up draft boards with the uh, injuries to Jordan Matthews retirements of Anquan Bolden or someone else let us know who you like right here on the fantasy freestyle we drop stats over beats I'm your boy Dane Martinez he's the spitting statistician we react to the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight and to week three the dress rehearsal in preseason a lot of stuff to talk about when we come back fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports radio network let's go 
quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, holding you down on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network on TuneIn Radio, on iHeartRadio, and our newest viewers on the Fantasy Sports Network live YouTube stream. I told you, later on in the show, we're going to be talking about wide receiver diamonds in the rough, a couple of guys that I like that I think you can get at value. But it seems like people want to call in and ask me the spitting statistician a couple of questions. Uh, we got Mark from New York on the line. It sounds like he had his draft and has four running backs he came away with. Uh, what's your question, Mark? You're on Fantasy Freestyle. Hi, Dane. I just have a question. Quick question. Sure, go ahead. What's up? I have Isaiah Crowell and Carlos Hyde are my two starting running backs, and then I have Amir Abdullah and Derrick Henry on my bench. I think I should just stick with both of them for starting. Fair enough. Thanks for the call, Mark. Um, you're always welcome on the Fantasy Freestyle. Listen, here's the thing. Of the two backs you mentioned, Hyde and Crowell, that are your two starters, I'm really, I like one of them, and I'm a little bit down on the other. I like Isaiah Crowell for the Cleveland Browns, okay? Let's, listen, man. The Cleveland Browns invested heavily in their offensive line in the offseason. I think that helps their running game. I also think the fact that they've named Deshaun Kaiser as their starting quarterback, the rookie, I think that means they may try to run run the ball a little bit more. It may be a little bit more of a conservative offense with the rookie in right away behind that offensive line. I love Isaiah Crowell. I think by the end of the year, he'll be an RB1. So I love what you did there. As far as Carlos Hyde, however, this is something you're going to need to watch, okay? You're going to need to watch this closely in you know weeks one and two because I've been saying for a while, I don't know if Carlos Hyde is a scheme fit. In that new system, remember, they got a new coach and a new GM in San Francisco. They've been talking up a lot of other kids. And if you saw the preseason game last night, there was a couple of guys. I like Joe Williams. There was this kid, um, Mofat, I think, or something like that. He took a screen pass and went 87 yards. There may be some guys, Bibbs is still there, that pushed Carlos Hyde. Although they did try to showcase him, and Hyde looks good. My concerns with Hyde are, is he a fit in that scheme, and is he durable enough to really last the season? for you as an RB1. Mark, you mentioned also Amir Abdullah and Derrick Henry. I think both of those guys are viable bench backs to have. Of course, Henry has the handcuff to Murray out there in Tennessee. And of course, Abdullah in Detroit with my man Jim Bob Cooter. I think Abdullah has the potential to spike this year in that Jim Bob Cooter offense if he can, in fact, stay healthy. We got a poll question up right now on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Twitter handle and at Spittin' Speeds. I'm asking about your wide receiver diamonds in the rough, DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, Zay Jones, or someone else. We got a couple of responses. We'll get to that in our next segment. But I want to first talk about, listen, the dress rehearsal, week three of the 
preseason. And um, it's funny because you realize, oh, yeah, football is a violent game. Oh, yeah, people get hurt. Every year of the football season, we're talking on Monday about who's now injured, out for four to six weeks, missing the rest of the season, and the implications. So we got to go there, okay? First of all, on Friday. New England Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman goes down. It's later revealed it is a torn ACL. I think this does hurt the Pats. I think this does hurt Tom Brady. Tom Brady even said today in an interview with WEEI that, you know, trust is a big part. I've talked to you about this with things like Phillip Rivers and Antonio Gates. People like um, how rookies, it's wide receivers are hard to work in. Julian Edelman was the security blanket for Tom Brady, especially on third downs, especially in the red zone. Listen, Edelman, check this out over the last couple of years. 98 catches last year. 61 catches, but only in nine games in 2015. 105 catches in 2013. 92 catches in 2014. This is going to hurt. But here's the thing you need to realize. I do not think this impacts Brandon Cook's value that much. Yes, he moves up a little bit in rankings. He should be between wide receiver 10 and 15 in the rankings. In my opinion, he is definitely a back-end wideout one, a high-end wideout two. But I don't think he just soaks up all the targets and opportunity. With wide receiver receivers, it's really important to note wide receivers play different roles. They're X receiver on the outside, a slot receiver. It is not going to be Brandon Cooks who's going to change roles now all of a sudden and take the Edelman job, okay? The wide receivers I think you need to look at, listen, Danny Amendola, first of all, his mom makes the best meatballs, okay? But he's wide receiver 87 right now, going 243 overall in drafts. I think he's going to be the beneficiary in the slot, the same kind of route runner, same kind of role as um, Julian Edelman. And Brady talked about it. He said, obviously, with Danny, I've had that trust with Danny. Danny Amendola was the first name out of Tom Brady's mouth. In an interview with WEEI today. It could also help Chris Hogan, who's right now wide out 66. And think about Mac- Malcolm Mitchell as well. I think those are the guys. I think it also helps the running backs because these guys are pass catchers. Remember, Tom Brady likes to dump it down a lot. Deion Lewis, James White. But I don't think it impacts Brandon Cooks as much. If I had to tell you, I think Danny Amendola is the big uh, you know, beneficiary of this. Sorry to see you go, Julian Edelman. Also... On Friday in Kansas City. Well, the game was in Seattle. But Kansas City, um, Spencer Ware, he will be done for the year. It looks like a torn PCL, some other knee ligament damage as well. I, I, I'm, I'm really pissed off that this happened for a number of reasons. First of all, I may have Spencer Ware as a ninth-round keeper in my own personal dynasty league. A lot of good that's going to do me now. But that's okay. Nobody likes hearing about your own fantasy league. The other thing is... And I told you when I previewed how Dalvin Cook, how I loved, and then everybody else was on him, and he started shooting up draft boards, right? And how, like, I was pissed off because, like, you know, the secret is out. I feel the same way about what this means after, in the aftermath of the Spencer Ware injury. It means Kareem Hunt, the rookie third-round pick, is going to be the workhorse in Kansas City for Andy Reid. Kareem Hunt is now up on Corey Parsons' board, up to like running back 16. I think my man, the all-in kid, Jake Seeley, said he's up to now almost the top 10 back. Okay, right now, the consensus on Kareem Hunt was that he's RB28. He is now going to zoom up draft boards. I was on him early. Now everyone will be on him. But here's the other thing. 
Think about C.J. Spiller now as the change of pace back, the new handcuff. This is a guy that was RB81. I think C.J. Spiller maybe has some viability in the back end of drafts as a pass-catching kind of handcuff back. And I also think I would bump up Tyreek Hill a little bit. And here's why. They look to get Tyreek Hill the ball any way they possibly can. They have Tyreek Hill on jet sweeps. They had Spencer Ware and Tyreek Hill as wildcat quarterbacks. They had Tyreek Hill on, you know, on on jet sweeps and end arounds, things of that nature. Now that your starting running back is no longer going to be there for the season, there could be an uptick of opportunity in the run game for Tyreek Hill. So think about that when it comes to the human joystick. I think that is interesting. Also, in Chicago, it is a damn shame, but Cameron Meredith went down early in the game right as they were talking about the chemistry he was building with the starter, Mike Glennon. He looked good, had a couple of catches over the middle. He wound up in an air cast and it is feared that he tore his ACL. I think it is a shame but the Bears receiving core is already thin. Marcus Wheaton with that appendectomy and a broken finger. The question is, who is the beneficiary here? I hear people talking about, is it going to be Victor Cruz? Is it going to be Kendall Wright? No. No, it is not. I refer back to what I said. Receivers play different roles. Cruz and Wright, these are the smaller slot receiver kind of guys. You're looking for who can take Cam Meredith's role as that outside prototypical big X-wide receiver. The big guy on the outside, and you know who the beneficiary is going to be? It is now time for Kevin White, the rookie or effective rookie, but second-year player out of West Virginia. He is was wide receiver 63. I think he can go up into the top 40 or 45 wide receivers and be a viable wide receiver 3 or a flex play now. Kevin White, it is your time. Will you answer the call? You have an opportunity to be the leading pass catcher on a team that many people expect will be down and throwing in the second half. Garbage time points count as much as others. Will Kevin White actually step up, stay healthy for 16 games, and be a viable fantasy football receiver? I think the opportunity is there, and I think Kevin White is the biggest beneficiary of the Cam Meredith ACL injury that we saw yesterday. Last one I'll tell you about. T-Mobile, Tyrod Taylor is in the concussion protocol. Remember, he had a bad camp. People were saying that he was struggling to grasp the new offense. There was buzz around Peterman, the rookie out of Pittsburgh. There's buzz around. And TJ Yates is also in the concussion protocol. Sometimes these take only a couple days. Sometimes these take weeks. Keep an eye on the quarterback job in Buffalo. But it's not going to matter week one because they host the New York Jets. So they could probably get by them regardless of who the quarterback is when we come back i also want to tell you that after week three some starting quarterbacks have been declared what the uh ripple effects are there and also i give you my wide receiver diamonds in the rough as we drop stats over beats at your boy dane martinez speeds the spitting statistician right here on the fantasy freestyle on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network come on right back wide receiver diamonds in the rough your calls your tweets your comments let's go i'm here all night Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard, Michael Thomas. These three NFL sophomores are not due to slump. They're due to break out, just like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In year two, things are only getting better. Make sure to listen live and download the app. 
FNTSY Radio. It's free and it's 24-7. The best fantasy sports content is on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I wonder why my shorty had to die. This is the Lost Boys bringing us back. Dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. I got my man Chris Bavona, the bounty hunter with me. On the ones and twos, he's been so hot that we sweat steam. He's also taking your calls right now at 844-843-6879. And we got a couple of calls. We got my man Demetrius in Savannah. He is clearly looking to take advantage of some of the injuries that we just discussed here in week three of the preseason. Demetrius, you are back. Thanks for calling again on the Fantasy Freestyle. What's your question, man? Yeah, man, thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. What's up? Yeah, uh, you were talking about Kevin White earlier. Who do you think would um, benefit more from um, injuries, uh, Kevin White or Chris Hogan? Sure, I think that's a good question. These guys both primed to maybe have an uptick in you know attention and targets because of the injuries to their teammates in Week 3. Given the choice, if both of those guys are available for you on your waiver wire, Demetrius, I like Kevin White. All right, I think Kevin White is the answer there, and here's why. In New England... And you've seen this before. Bill Belichick loves to uh, you know, make it hard for us to figure out his offense, right? It could be James White one day, and then it was like LeGarrette Blunt, in this case maybe Mike Gillisley. Will it be Amendola? Will it be Hogan? Will it be Malcolm Mitchell? He's going to like to play a shell game with us. You know, They have different people pop up for them all the time. The situation is more dire in Chicago, right? There are fewer playmakers. There are fewer options. And now with the loss of Meredith, I think that Kevin White, the question with him is really health, is his own health. But if he's on the field, he is going to be that stud outside receiver. I think his path is much clearer to the opportunity because of the injury. So in that situation, I'm going with Kevin White to prove himself. And now it will be his third year. Thanks again for the call, though, Demetrius. You are welcome to call back. We're going to take you and, uh, you know, shepherd your team all season long right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. It also sounds like, uh, Bavona, we got some more questions coming on. We got Noah in Detroit. If he's still there, let's put him on the Fantasy Freestyle as well. Hey, Noah, what's going on, man? What's your question? Hey, I was wondering, who is the bigger bust, Jordan Howard or Jay Ajayi? Okay, okay. Thanks for the question. Which one is the bigger bust? Obviously, we will find that out as the season goes along. I got to tell you the truth, though, man. Noah, I am a little down on both of those guys. Right now, Jay Ajayi is going as consensus RB7. Jordan Howard is consensus RB8. Both of them seem to be back end of the first round, top of the second round kind of backs. I actually think there's reasons to fade both of them, okay? For Jordan Howard, like we said, I do not believe this. Bears offense is dynamic. I would expect regression from him, you know, being second in the league and rushing at over 1,300 yards. And now, with the loss of Meredith, you know, I think if I'm a defense playing the Chicago Bears, I'm stacking guys in the box, trying to stop Jordan Howard, and trying to help make the quarterback, whether it's Glennon or Trubisky, with deflated weapons on the outside, I'm going to make them try to beat me that way. I'm stacking the box against Jordan Howard. When it comes to Jay Ajayi in Miami, 
Miami. The issue is this. I'm a little bit down on his durability. You know, he had that microfracture surgery, had knee issues at Boise State in college. And also, if you look into the game score of the Dolphins the last year, he had like two 200-yard games. A lot of Ajayi's production came in only a handful of games, although I do think these guys are both possible workhorses. I'm down on both of them. I would rather myself guys like Isaiah Crowell, who I think is going to surprise this year as a diamond in the rough at the running back position. I'll also take Todd Gurley ahead of both of the guys you mentioned. Hey, Chris, it sounds like we got another question. It looks like we got Josh in New Jersey calling into the Fantasy Freestyle trying to drop stats over beats with your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. Sounds like Josh just had his draft, and he's going to talk to me about his running back and wide receiver situation where he needs to uh, improve. Josh in New Jersey, you're on the Fantasy Freestyle. What's up? Hey, uh, I was just wondering. So my receivers aren't too great. They're uh, Tyreek Hill, um, Brandon Marshall, and Crowder. And then I have Rashard Matthews on my bench. Okay. Um, and then my running backs are Howard and Freeman. And then I have Gillisley on my bench. Mm-hmm. So do you think I should trade? to get better receivers? Yeah, sure. If you just heard that last call, I mentioned that I'm a little bit down on Jordan Howard. I think there is natural regression coming from Jordan Howard. I mean, the kid finished second in the NFL in rushing last year. I could see that taking a step back. Remember, with the rookie quarterback as well, I can see defense, or Glennon and the rookie quarterback, I can see defenses looking to try to stop Jordan Howard. What I would do in your position, just because I have been down on Howard, and you have a true stud in Devontae Freeman as your RB1 anyway, I would see if I could leverage Howard because a lot of people are still high on him. I would see if I could leverage Howard and pair him with maybe the Brandon Marshall or the Rashard Matthews like you're talking about and see if I can improve there. I love Tyreek Hill in your uh, wide receiver spot. I like Jamison Crowder as well to get a lot of targets. I actually see a universe where Crowder outperforms Terrell Pryor in Washington. So yeah, I'd package Howard maybe with one of the other wide receivers, whether it's Brandon Marshall or Rashard Matthews if you think you can do better than Jordan Howard. All right. So we had some calls right there on the Fantasy Freestyle. Remember, you can holler at me at 844-843-6879. You can comment on the YouTube stream. You could also ask me questions on Twitter where we do have a poll question up. But it's about the wide receiver position. We're going to get into those diamonds in the rough at the wide receiver position if we have time tonight. But if not, listen, that's why you subscribe. That's why you subscribe on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. That's why you subscribe on Apple, uh, on iTunes, on Google Play. Because if we don't get to it, today. I'm still going to get to it. It's just going to be on tomorrow's episode of the Fantasy Freestyle, but we will always take your calls because I want to know what you have to say, and that's what we do here. We help you win your leagues and win that cash. And honestly... If you want to win some cash, hop on over to mybookie.ag, okay? It is a great website. It's where I put some of my action. It's where I put some of my action on that Floyd Mayweather fight. I told you to empty the 401k, so my balance over at mybookie.ag is doing just fine. I always tell you where to put a couple of shekels, and that's where you should go. It is a great site, and they pay out real quick. You got to love it. Check it out, mybookie.ag right there. That's It's apt, website, a lot of good things there for you to handle your account so you could win that cash. So a couple of things at the quarterback position after week three. We got some quarterbacks announced. We talked about Deshaun Kaiser in Cleveland. I told you, I think that helps these running backs, okay? I think they're going to be a little bit more of a conservative offense. That's why I love Isaiah Crowell. I said that to a couple of the callers before. The one thing is, 
Kaiser does throw that deep ball. So Corey Coleman, especially in best ball formats, okay, this is where you draft your entire team, no waivers, no trades, no start. They just take your best players. I think there's going to be some weeks this year where Corey Coleman pops off because he catches some bombs from Deshaun Kaiser. Otherwise, though, I think behind this strengthened offensive line, Isaiah Crowell and a little bit of Duke Johnson is the big beneficiary. In Denver... Trevor Simeon has been announced as the starting quarterback. Listen, his arm strength has always been an issue. It's kind of like Chad Pennington for all you Jets fans back in the day. But listen, I don't think it impacts wide receivers. Demarius Thomas going wide receiver 15. Manny Sanders going wide receiver 30. These are guys who were successful with Simeon last year. These are guys who've been successful with Tim Tebow under center, for goodness sakes. We did find out that um, Paxton Lynch is going to have a second opinion on that shoulder injury. It looks like he's going to miss some time, but did avoid surgery, but I'm not concerned with the pass catchers, the big two, at least DT and Manny Sanders, with Trevor Simeon there as the starting quarterback in Denver. It also, listen, I tell you when I call my shots, I also got to admit when I'm wrong, the Jacksonville Jaguars have announced that Blake Bortles service is going to continue to be their starting quarterback, at least for the start of the season. I am disappointed by this. I wanted them to go to my man Chad Henny Alavodka. I thought when Shad Khan, their owner, was saying that they were open to Colin Kaepernick, there might have been a path for Cap down in Florida as well. I think this is bad for Allen Robinson. I think you only need to put the ball in the vicinity of Allen Robinson, but Blake Bortles has proven that he is not apt at doing so. I think this is a bad move for Allen Robinson. He needs to maybe be now down to a wide receiver three in draft boards, but I do think this is good for Leonard Fournette. Remember, they are going to try to run the ball in Jacksonville. I may take Leonard Fournette even above some of these busts that I'm predicting with guys like Jordan Howard or Jay Ajayi. Okay, Leonard Howard is going to, they're going to try and make him the bell cow back for the Jacksonville Jaguars as they look to replicate Tennessee with a little exotic smash mouth. And the last thing I'll say, apparently the Jets have named the quarterback. And it's Josh McCown. Whoop-dee-doo. I don't think it matters at all. I told you on this roster, the only person I like is Bilal Powell. I think he's a, he's a PPR opportunity. You know, opportunity as an RB2 or a flex play. I also like Austin Safarian Jenkins as a tight end diamond in the rough because someone has to catch balls, but this offense is not going to move the ball. Remember, the Jets, I believe, are going to finish like 1-15, and 2-14, and 14, and with the number one overall pick. They got nine months to figure it out. When we come back right here on the uh, Fantasy Freestyle dropping stats over beats, uh, we're going to crown the greatest sports movie of all time. We're going to have a whole lot more fun with my boy Chris Bavona, the bounty killer. It's your boy Dane Martinez on TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Fantasy Sports YouTube stream, and the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. Get on board to the fastest-growing fantasy sports radio network in the business. Featuring the FSTA award-winning on-target fantasy, fantasy sports radio network is the rookie of the year in the industry, and it's only growing. Fantasy sports radio network at FNTSY.com slash radio. I must break you. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, holding you down on a Monday with my man Chris Bavona, the Bounty Hunter. He just played a song coming out of break that started with, I must break you. That might give you a little bit of a hint about who we're about to crown as the greatest sports movie of all time. But before we do that, I want to get into some of these wide receiver diamonds in the rough that I promised you because fantasy football drafts are popping off and fantasy football is king. But listen, even if you know you want to do more than just listen to the Fantasy Freestyle, even if you want to do more than just download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, you could also go to rotoexperts.com and get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. The Roto Experts lineup, yo, we've got FSWA, inaugural Hall of Famer and former Writer of the Year, the King, Scott Angle. We got my man and top ranker Jake Seeley, the all-in kid, who I holler at on the lineup live show on Sunday mornings where we get you ready for football. We also have FSWA Award winners, Bobby McMahon, Brandon Merchison, depth and upside with my guys Frank Stanfield and Mike Florio. We bring you a package bursting with all pro analysis. It'll take you to the title right here in 2017. And then you could win that money and go over to mybookie.ag and bet it on, you know, NFL playoffs. That's how we do here. We help you win your leagues and win that cash. And on Roto Experts, if you enter the promo code free radio, you don't have to pay full price. That's what we do over here. I'm trying to hook you up on the fantasy freestyle. All right. I promise you some wide receiver diamonds in the rough. Here are some guys that I think are going to outperform their, you know, ADP, their kind of current ranking. The first guy I want to give you is my man, the D hop, the D hopopotamus, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. This guy's going at wide receiver 13 right now. I think he's going to sneak into wide receiver one territory, top 10, top 12, when all is said and done. Remember, at this point last year, This guy was one of the top five wide receivers in football. What happened was Brock Osweiler dragged him down. DeAndre Hopkins had 151 targets last year. That is high. That's a lot. Okay. That was like, you know. Tied top ten in the in the league. He only caught seventy eight balls. He only caught fifty one percent of the targets that went his way. I blame that on Brock, not on DeAndre. I think now with Tom Savage as the quarterback, I think he benefits for this. I think that Savage is going to lock in on DeAndre Hopkins. Listen, in two thousand fifteen, which is two years ago, Hopkins had one hundred eleven catches, fifteen hundred twenty one yards, and eleven touchdowns. Last year, a quote unquote down year, he still had 78 with 954 and 4. If you split the difference of that, what you wind up with is 94 catches, 1,240 yards, and seven touchdowns. I think he's going to go back to splitting the difference. I think he's a wide receiver one. I think he's top six, top eight worthy. The skills have always been there. I love the D hop, DeAndre Hopkins. Another wide receiver I want to give you. Right now, going at wide receiver 31 is my man Stefan. Can you dig it? Listen, ever since they turned from the Norm Terminal offense over to Pat Shermer in the middle of the year last year, they went to a more West, West Coast kind of thing. The ball got out a little bit quicker. Sam Bradford had the highest completions percentage in the NFL history for a single season. And I think Stefan Diggs was a big beneficiary. He also played hurt a lot last year. I think he is healthy, and I think I can see a third-year boom out of Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs also has, and this is deep stats, you're not going to get anywhere else besides the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, he has the second 
easiest schedule for wide receivers based on the past defenses that they're playing this year. Think about it. Chicago, they are going to play twice. Green Bay, who was piss poor in pass defense last year, they play them twice. And they also play the Detroit Lions, who you know is a bottom 10 defense. I like how the schedule stacks up. I like Stephon Diggs. I think he's going to be a diamond in the rough. He's going as wide receiver 21 right now. I think he could wind up as a real legit solid wide receiver too for your team. Another guy I want to give you. We're going even deeper now. A deeper diamond in the rough. We're going digging in the crates here like my name was Fat Joe back in the day or Lord Tariq or DJ Premier. What we're doing is we're digging in the crates for Ted Finn Jr. My man, Ted Ginn Jr. He's going at wide receiver 53. As you probably know, he's now on the New Orleans Saints this year. Drew Brees throws for 5,000 yards. Who's going to get them all? I think Ted Ginn Jr. is going to get some of them. Listen, I know Michael Thomas is a breakout candidate. People think he's as like as high as wideout five or six on some people's lists. He's a true wideout one after that amazing rookie year where he caught 90 balls. I'll give you Michael Thomas. Remember we lost Brandon Cooks, right? Here's the thing. Willie Sneed and Ted Ginn are both going to be um, in you know a, the second to third wide receiver options for this offense. I've told you about how certain offenses can handle three wide receivers. We talked about Green Bay with Jordy Nelson and Cobb and Adams. We talked about the New York Giants with Odell Beckham and Marshall and Sterling Shepard. The Saints offense is the same. So Michael Thomas and Willie Sneed and Ted Ginn Jr. I think are viable. Now check this out. Ted Ginn is going at wide receiver 53, whereas Willie Sneed is going as wide receiver 32 in ADP. That gap is too big. The value is Ted Ginn Jr. The deep threat is Ted Ginn Jr. If he catches the ball, he's going to be your man. And he's inside in the turf. He may also offer some special team return value as well. So I like Ted Ginn Jr. He's going as wide out 53. I think he's viable to be rosterable in your leagues. The last guy I'll give you today is Zay Jones. Okay, Zay Jones on the Buffalo Bills. I talked about Zay Jones on Sunday. My man uh, Jake Seeley, the all-in kid, was a little surprised. I had Zay Jones over Robbie Anderson. Listen, Jordan Matthews banged up and with a new team he's going to take time. Anquan Bolden retired. Sammy Watkins traded away. Zay Jones I firmly believe could lead the Buffalo Bills in targets and receptions this year. This guy was an all-time leader in receptions in in college over at East Carolina. He was a second round pick. People are talking about some of these other wide receivers like Cup, you know, like Corey Davis. This guy was a second round pick as well. I think he could lead this team in targets I think the scheme is moving to, uh, again, to this kind of West Coast. They're trying to get Tyrod to get the ball out. I think this is an incredible stat if you're in Dynasty Leagues. I like Zay Jones. He's currently wide receiver 55. I think he offers great value there going at 156 overall. Guys, that's like 13th round, okay, we're talking about. I think that is incredible value. I like Zay Jones to be a diamond in the rough. Chris, do we have that? The diamonds in the rough today? Because Zay Jones is my deep sleeper, my diamond in the rough. The 
There you go. That's what I'm saying. Diamond in the rough. And also, like I said, we've got a poll question up right now on Twitter. Right now, 47% of you say, Stefan, can you dig it? It's going to be your breakout wide receiver at wideout 28. I like Zay Jones, though, at wideout 52. Some couple of other ideas out there. We got Clayton Trahan, who's been responding to all these polls as I've been doing my diamond and my fugazis. Keenan Allen is an option if he stays healthy. I got some people waving hey everybody at rock and riley's that's what's going on we got um wayne on twitter at wayne underscore tackett he's got jarvis landry you might hear him later on this week when i talk about my fugazis i think the dolphins are souring on landry i'll give you my reason why later on Devontae parker is shooting up draft boards jay cutler and a contract season there's reports now even that the dolphins are listening to trade offers for jarvis landry so i don't know about that one noah bianic he on twitter at bientus 76 he says Martavis Bryant is an option. Listen, that Steelers offense is going to be sick. And if Martavis Bryant plays 16 games, if Ben Roethlisberger plays 16 games, I think that could be one of the top three offenses in the National Football League. So I like that call. We got Chris Hogan by Sean O'Donnell at O'Connell. Excuse me, O'Connell at O'Connell 53 says Chris Hogan obviously taking advantage of the injury to Julian Edelman. We got Adam Thielen, Troy at GoMelo15 says Thielen. Listen, listen, I like Thielen and I like Diggs. I think both of them, for some reason, go undervalued in drafts. And also, Clayton also says Danny Amendola. Listen, uh, a lot of people trying to take advantage of some of the injuries we saw. But I like this one. Fantasy Football Wiz at Daniel Bright 4 on Twitter says Cole Beasley. Then immediately gets a reply by Renshaw at Renshaw Fantasy saying, I'm a Cowboys fan and I don't even get your Beasley love. So listen, um, you know, opportunity is out there. The ideas are out there and varied. I told you the guys I like, DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, Zay Jones, Ted Ginn Jr. There are others, but I think these guys will return value and outperform their current ADPs. Tomorrow, though, I'll give you some fantasy fugazis. Hey, yo, uh, Chris, it sounds like we got another caller. Uh, we got Kavan in Portland. Uh, Cavani in Portland sounds like he's got a question about the Cleveland Browns. Uh, you're on Fantasy Freestyle. What's up? Uh, well, so we all know that with Kaiser at center in Cleveland, most of the players benefit. Which two players in Cleveland would you recommend for my bench? Sure, sure. When it comes to Cleveland, uh, we've been talking about it all hour. I like. I think that with Kaiser there, what I think it actually means is that they're going to get a little bit more conservative as an offense. I think if you're in a kind of best ball format on a random play, you got Corey Coleman because when Kaiser throws, he does like to push the ball down the field. We saw a great bomb that he threw in week two of the preseason, I believe. But honestly, the Browns that I like, I've said it before and I'll say it again on this show, Isaiah Crowell, I believe is a actual RB1 this year. I like Isaiah Crowell behind that offensive line that is a top five line. I like Isaiah Crowell. I also think that Duke Johnson is viable. Remember, the check down is another great friend of a rookie quarterback, and I think that Duke Johnson is in line to get 45, 50 balls out of the pass game. So I actually think this means good things for the running backs, not so much a guy like Kenny Britt. All right. Chris, we've gotten to this time. We have to crown the greatest sports movie of all time. And it was up there for over the weekend. And there was a difference of only 52 to 48. But, uh, Chris, you want to give a little uh, audio cue as to who uh, 
the uh, greatest sports movie of all time is. You can play that now. We're just replaying, baby. Yep, My it is boys. in fact Rocky. It is in fact Rocky. Rocky, um, with 52% of the vote, has been crowned officially the greatest sports movie of all time by the Fantasy Freestyle. Chris, I know you're happy. I know my man Howie Balaban is up there as well. He's happy. He's hollering at me on Twitter. I know Sweet Lee on Twitter is also happy. She thought that Rocky was going to take it all. Chris, how do you feel about this one? You think Rocky, the deserving winner? Extremely deserving. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that this was absolutely going to happen. This was definitely like... Sort of how you you wish that uh, as a Patriots fan you would have wished they would have finished undefeated, but that didn't happen. This is their. Uh, this is me saying this is the Patriots going undefeated. They think it's fitting. Bavona thinks it's fitting. I think it's fitting. Remember, it did in fact win the best Oscar, the Oscar for best movie. In 1976, thank you to everyone who voted in our polls as we crowned Rocky the greatest sports movie of all time. Come on right back. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Quarterback to receiver hookups. Running back depth analysis. Rookie values in dynasty leagues. Deep sleepers. Training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. And it's power-packed with so much more, including fully sortable player projections and a custom cheat sheet generator. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yeah, yeah. hip-hop hooray. Ho, hey, ho. It's like hip-hop, hip-hip-hop, hip-hip-hop hooray. There's many hungry hip-hoppers. One reason hip-hop's the top today. Yeah, Chris Bavona bringing us back. Keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. On the ones and twos dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle. And, you know, Game of Thrones finished, uh, I guess, uh, uh, last night as well. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but when I saw the fight on Saturday night, I thought, are you not entertained? And I guess everybody apparently was. Listen, I hope you emptied out the 401k and bet on Floyd like I told you over at mybookie.ag, right? But listen, Connor got gassed just like I told you he would. I told you the only reason I didn't want the, con- the Floyd by decision money was because I was worried that Connor would get you know, gas at the end of what was an MMA time. And that's exactly what happened. You saw him being very aggressive in rounds one through three. I even think Floyd was kind of maybe roping him into doing that a little bit. And then he punched himself out. And that's exactly what a lot of people who know the UFC thought would happen because that's what happened when he fought Nate Diaz as well. He hung on the one time he went 25 minutes, which was the max. But Everyone got their money. Everyone got their brand to grow. Floyd got his 50-0. and 0. The fight, some people say, was entertaining. Great. I don't know if it was $99 entertaining, but it was only $5, $10 at my house on the fire stick if you wanted to come on by. The bigger question now is what's next for Floyd? 
What is next for Floyd Mayweather? He said, you know, he turned Floyd, I mean, not for Floyd, for Connor. We know Floyd is probably going to walk off into the sunset. What's next for Connor? He talks about turning Floyd into a Mexican. And by the way, that is not prejudice. What he meant there was that how Mexican fighters usually are aggressive and just kind of walk down their opponent. And Floyd is usually a counterpuncher. But after Connor was so aggressive in the beginning, Floyd had to walk him down. That's what Connor means when he says he turned him and made him fight like a Mexican. But what's next for Connor? He's been, you know, he says he wants to go back to UFC. Could it be a big money fight with Nate Diaz, the trilogy, the third one there? Could he box and fight another boxer? I'm interested in maybe a little Paulie Malignaggi action. Remember, they had beef from the sparring, things of that nature. Could that have all been contrived to be, you know, Connor's second fight? And then they could build it up like, hey, he hung in there with Floyd Mayweather. Maybe he could knock out a fighter like Paulie Malignaggi. That could be interesting. Or, Will he do what I think he should do? Just walk away. You just made $100 million. Why put your body at risk again? You just had a baby boy. Why do that? I don't think you need to. What I think he should do is go on to the next phase of his life, and I think he could be a promoter. Now that his brand is bigger than the belt he has in UFC or the UFC itself, I think he needs to follow in the footsteps of guys like Oscar De La Hoya, of uh, Roy Jones Jr., of Bernard Hopkins, and like Floyd Mayweather himself. Himself and start to become a promoter, you can do that. You are established enough, and you don't have to risk anything, and you can still get your cut. Um, I have a poll up. What is next for Conor McGregor? And those were the options I had. A UFC fight, maybe the third against Diaz, a boxing match, Malinaji or someone else, or just walk away, maybe become a promoter, maybe just sit back and count your money on a yacht. Right now, 70% of you, though, do think McGregor's next move, the notorious one, will try to have a rubber match against Nate Diaz. I'm hearing it's possible even around New Year's Eve, UFC will look to promote the heck out of that one. I do love, though, my man Mike Florio. He retweeted the poll and said, what about WWE? I think that's a viable option as well. WWE is made for Conor McGregor, his Conor McGregor, his braggadocio, you know, his uh, muchismo, his macho-ness. Vince McMahon would eat that up tomorrow. We'll be back right here on the Fantasy Freestyle dropping Stats Over Beats. We'll take your calls at 844-843-6879, and I will have my wide receiver, Fugazis, the guys you need to forget about. Also, we crowned a couple of other champs over the weekend. We'll tip our cap to them as well and the efforts of J.J. Watt. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. See you tomorrow. Peace.